Good evening, this is Quintus Curtius, and welcome back to the Fortress of the Mind. And in this podcast, I'm going to talk about five conclusions or points that I've learned from recent emails that I've gotten from readers. And I had the idea of doing this after, you know, reading through a number of emails over the past few weeks and starting to notice some patterns, or at least just some things that I thought I could synthesize and make into a maybe a lessons learned type review podcast. So that's what this is. And I hope you guys find it useful because I had some fun putting this together because one of the things that I really like about reading emails that, that guys send me is they always <laughs> they always try to camouflage or try to dress up the real question in kind of a an architecture of obfuscation. You know, they'll try to... I mean, very often the question is as straightforward as it appears to be, but there's usually a subtext. There's usually a hidden question inside the real question. And I kind of like probing the real question to find out what the hidden question is because it's, it's, uh, it's fun, you know, and uh, I guess it's normal. I think everybody does that when you're going to someone and ask someone for advice, it, especially someone you don't know. There's always this tendency to maybe try to sugarcoat things or maybe dress it up in, in one way that maybe preserves our our dignity or our self-esteem. And that's fine. That's fine. But it's just funny to be able to notice some of those things. And I I, I think that I've been pretty good at doing that, at, uh, at detecting the, the subtext. So when you ask me a question, you're going to get the real answer. You're going to get the real answer because I always can sniff out <laughs> what the real question is. And that's fine. That's fine. That's no no problem at all. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through five points that have come up just from recent emails. And again, these things are not connected. There's no real uh, connection between any of these points. But they're just points or lessons learned that have come up from recent reader emails. So you may have some fun listening to this as you've got your iPhone in your ear, maybe doing your workout or whatever. You can get some fun and enjoyment and hopefully some benefit out of listening to this. The first point is you'll never know the outcome. You'll never know the outcome. And what I mean by that is this. I've often noticed that young guys always want a roadmap for, for everything. They want to know exactly what's going to happen. They want predictability. They want definite answers to things. And they want someone to, as far as is possible, predict the outcome of what their current issue is. And what I want to say to that is, very often you're not going to know the outcome of any struggle or conflict or problem that you're dealing with. You're going to have to live with the uncertainty. Uncertainty. Uncertainty is at the very nature of all human existence. You're never going to escape it. It is an inherent part of the world that we live in. And it's not a matter of not having enough information. It's not a matter of you can find it out if you just do more probing or more thinking. It is an inherent condition of, frankly, of the universe. 
And I don't want to get too technical here, but anyone who has any familiarity with elementary quantum physics knows that uncertainty at the atomic and subatomic level is an inherent feature of the atom. We cannot know certain things. And we can transpose that philosophical principle to life and just basically say that, look, we're going to have to deal with the uncertainty. There's too many variables. There's too many unknowns. There's too many what-ifs for us to really have any comfort level of doing anything. And that can be very distressing to a lot of guys, especially guys that have a lot of high intensity, maybe high anxiety. And I used to be like that. Maybe I still am like that. Uh, we want to know what's going to happen. We want to know what's going on. We want to have the feeling that we can impose our will on events. And we can to some extent. But in other ways, to another extent, we cannot. You know, I was in a trial last week. I had a trial in federal court. And the issues are not really that important. But we made our presentation. Each side made its presentation. It was a bench trial. It was a trial before a judge. And the judge took everything under advisement. And he's going to have to issue his opinion. It's going to be a written opinion when he's ready. So we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what the outcome is going to be. And you have to tell your client that, look, we did everything we could do. We did the best we could do. We put on a great presentation. The judge thanked everybody. The judge appreciated it. But we don't know what the outcome is going to be. We don't know what the outcome is going to be. And we have to live with that uncertainty. We have to live with that uncertainty because that is an inherent part of life. So get used to it. Stop trying to control everything. Stop trying to know everything. Just watch what does happen. Now again, don't take this too far. And I've said that before. In other words, don't just throw up your hands and say, I can't do anything. So no, that's not what I'm saying. So don't sandbag on me on this one. But understand what I'm trying to get at. Now point number two. Point number two is, no one is going to hold your hand. No one is going to hold your hand. Stop looking for a mentor. They don't exist anymore. If you do find one, consider yourself very, very lucky. Again, a lot of young guys with their questions, with their concerns, with their comments, they want someone to just wave a magic wand and escort them through the valley of the shadow of death so that they will fear no evil and so that they come through unscathed on the other side. And let me tell you something. Nobody gets out of this life unscathed. Everybody pays his dues. Everyone pays his dues in one way or another. No one here gets out alive without some scars. So don't expect anyone to hold your hand. Don't expect anyone to wet nurse you. And this is a constant problem for a lot of young guys. And I think it, it must be a product of the, the technology, of the culture, of this instant gratification mentality that we have, where everybody feels like they need to be spoon-fed everything. They want it simple. If you write something simple, they want it written more simply. Uh, they don't want to exert any effort to gain any improvement, really, in anything. Because most people don't want to be free. They don't want to free their mind. They don't want to be independent. And I just put out a tweet just about, um, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes ago. And it was a quote from a, a Latin writer that I had been looking at. His name is Sallust. 
And he basically said that um, only a few men really want liberty. The majority are content with a just master. Only a few really want liberty. Only a few men really want liberty. The most, the majority of men simply want a fair master. And so we have to accept that. We have to understand that. Don't blame man for what he is. Don't blame humanity for what it is. Understand the limitations that exist in systems. Because systems are controlled by people. And people are only human, as we can say. So don't expect anyone to hold your hand. If you want something done, you're going to have to do it yourself. If you want to learn something, you're going to have to learn it yourself. If you want to get anything, you're going to have to do it yourself. And the sooner you accept that, the sooner you can get on with your life and maybe save yourself a lot of angst and anxiety. Because believe me, I spent a lot of time beating my head against the wall ruining the fact that it's just really hard to find people who have you know a common mind with you or it's very difficult to find people who are willing to uh, share their knowledge forget about it it doesn't matter if you start putting things out there the good people will come to you and that's the best really you can hope for the third principle and this is called garbage in, garbage out. Garbage in, garbage out. And what does that mean? Well, what, what I mean by that is this. If you dump garbage into something, you're going to get garbage out of it. And that applies in so many different systems. It's really a principle of system dynamics. Bad data going into something produces bad data coming out of the analysis. If you look at garbage, you're going to think of garbage. If you read garbage, you're going to think of garbage. If you Anything that you consume, you will excrete or you will produce bad things. So avoid garbage. It's very simple. If you want to stop being negative, if you want to stop being down about things, well, then maybe the things that you're consuming are enhancing that negativity. Maybe you're watching a lot of uh, nasty stuff in movies or television. Maybe the music you're listening to is socially uh, irresponsible. Is is uh, it, you know is uh, antisocial type of music. Maybe the stuff you're reading is junk. Maybe the people that you're talking to are dorks or useless. And if you're always around negativity, you're going to produce negativity. You know. And there's an old saying I remember in Korea. Uh, in the mind of a Buddha, everything is Buddha-like. But in the mind of a pig, everything looks like a pig. I think, And I remember that. One of the few bits of Korean that I still remember back from the old days. But I remember that, I remember that that uh, that motto, that uh, that aphorism, that, uh, and I'm proud of it. So that's why I had to spew it here onto the, into the podcast. Hopefully, there's some Korean speakers listening that might be able to verify my pronunciation. But in any case, the point is, if you think like a Buddha, you're going to see Buddha-like things. But if you think like a pig, and you are a pig, you're going to see piggish nonsense everywhere. 
And this is really true. You know, you've heard it before. You've heard it before, but it really is true. You determine your own success. You are the architect of your of your fortune. You are the architect of your fate. You decide. You decide. And that's the type of thing that uh, people constantly have to be aware of. Because if you're not aware of it, uh, you're never going to get anywhere. All right, so that's the third principle. Let's talk about the fourth one here. Consistent effort is rare. Consistent effort is rare. Again, this is somewhat tied to the pre the, the, the three previous points. It's very rare to find people that are willing to put in the work. Consistent effort is what it, is really what it takes to achieve anything in life on any subject. It's got to be sustained, consistent effort over a long period of time. And what that involves is sacrifice. You've got to be the guy who's not going to go out maybe on Friday or Saturday night. You've got to be the guy who's going to make sacrifices in his or her life to achieve the goals that you want. Because there's only so many hours in the day. And every hour in the day you spend wasting time and just looking busy is time that you could be spending accomplishing something of some worth. So the next time you declare a goal, think about that goal very clearly and think about it very carefully because if it's a goal that's worth striving for, it's going to take sacrifice. You've got to put in the work. You've just got to put in the work. And I know it sounds like you've already heard this before, but I'm telling you, I see it over and over and over again in the comments that I read, uh, in certain parts of the internet, comments on my blog, emails that I get. Everybody wants the quick fix. Everybody wants the easy answer. Everybody wants the magic wand. They want you to wave a magic wand. They want you to pull a rabbit out of the hat. And they want you to give them that rabbit. But my feeling is it, it, it doesn't work that way. It's, it's never going to work that way for anybody, for anything that's, for anything that's worthwhile. So very few people are going to do that. And time really weeds out the people who are serious about achieving a goal and those who are not serious about it. If you're trying to master, say, jujitsu, say you're trying to learn a language, say you're trying to improve your social skills, okay, that's going to take time. That's going to take effort. It's going to take real sustained effort. And it's very easy to say that you want to do something. But how many people are really, truly prepared to do what it takes? There are some. There are some. And when I get those emails, I can just tell, okay, this guy really, he got it. You know, somebody will send me an email. They'll quote something that I said in one of my books. Or they'll say something about language practice or learning that shows me that they really have internalized the things that I've talked about. They get it. And that's a very satisfying feeling for a teacher, which basically what I, is what I consider myself. Uh, and it really, really makes our day. So put in the effort. You've got to put in the effort. You've got to put in the effort. And the last point has nothing at all to do with the previous four points. But again, it was something that comes up sometimes in emails. So I figured I'd mention it in this podcast Again, has nothing to do with the previous points. Basically, it's this idea of you can win back 
an ex-girlfriend. You can win back an ex-girlfriend. Uh, I can't speak for women. I don't know if it's possible to win back an ex-boyfriend. Maybe that is maybe that is possible for them. I don't know. But I know if you're a guy, uh, you're never going to win back. Once, once you've broken up with a girlfriend, uh, you know, once the relationship has gone south, it's gone. You're not going to win them back or get them back or do some magic sequence of steps or convolutions to get them to come back to you. Once they're done, they're done, believe me. And I say this because I've gotten a few emails. For some reason, I got like two two of them just this past week. Uh, guys asking me about, you know, techniques for getting back together with their exes and uh, what techniques can they use and all this other stuff. And you know, maybe I'm missing the boat on this. Maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe there is secret. But my experience in my life, what limited, what limited experience I do have on this matter, tells me that when a girl is done with you, man, she's done. She she ain't she's not coming back. You know, when she's done, she's done. And all this nonsense you read about in the popular press about how you can win them over and win them back and get them back and do all this and 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 maybe it does happen maybe it happens i'm not saying it never happens because i know it does but i'm just saying in my experience it's next to impossible once you're once you're done once she's done you're done and you're better off just chalking it up to experience moving on and just continuing on with your life because uh, life is too short to cry over uh, spilled milk, as they say. So those are the five points. Those are the five points I want to mention. And hopefully you'll get some enjoyment out of that to think about those and reflect on those. So that will conclude our podcast here. This is Quintus Curtius at Fortress of the Mind. Good night.